Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello, and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of June 26, 2023, and I'm in the studio with my regular experts, Justin Benning and Ken Timmon, both Justin and Ken from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thank you, Molly. Good to see you. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Good to be back with you guys. I just want to shout out to Jess for filling in for me last time. I feel like I haven't seen you in a month, and I guess I haven't. (laughs) Well, let's get started. Let's just figure out what the market's been doing for the last couple of weeks and how that can affect our component manufacturers. West Coast and Mountain State lumbers exploding over the last couple of weeks. When we last tuned in with Jess, things were looking up, still not robust by any means. Prices were very affordable, low, which they still are. But activity was starting to pick up. We had some forest activity that was sparking interest. We had some milk curtailments that were small, but, you know, that were sang from the mountaintops very loudly. So we're starting to see the formation of a little bit of a bull market. And two weeks later, as we tune in, we certainly have it. And I think of all the food groups of lumber products, the high grades, the MSR, cord stock type stuff for component manufacturers probably felt the price jump most. I would say most of those cord stock grades in, in fur products, stuck for him for white fur, green and dry. And really, California is the driving factor there. The green market is alive and well. They're on the other side of a very long, wet winter. They're making up for lost time and they're buying a lot of wood. It's kind of egging back and forth. Who's going to go higher? Green and dry. Green gets too expensive. Got to substitute to dry. Demand hits dry. Goes back up above green. And they've been hopscotching back and forth. All. Following that price jump, we have seen the new levels liquid into the marketplace. Not like a big price jump. Everyone kicks away from the table. No, I'm full. I don't need any. There's still demand out there that needs to be covered. And the market is going and not to just jump right to my summary at the end of the podcast, but I have been advising all my partners continue to stay in front of this because mill order files typically are into the third week of July, if not the end of July. So there's no chance that's coming back before then. The production of early August is mostly untouched. Most people, I think we have so many Lumber Connection listeners, they all heard us say stay 45 days out. So thank you, everybody. But nobody's really stretched that 60 in general, some one-off cases here and there, but the mass of the market is about 45 days. End of July has been covered by a lot of people. August is the next batch of new wood that will be trading. I do think there's certainly values in the marketplace, but mm-hmm. this is it's not a market where counters are hitting at any level. Mills are really not negotiating price. It's either you want it or you don't, and it's likely not there the next day. So that's why I'm just advising all my guys to stay in front of this thing. I really don't expect any change in the direction of the trend over the next 30, 40 days. I do expect on the end of that 30, 45 day period, upward momentum is reduced, right? The change of change, the derivative of the market every week. I don't know. I'm wearing my lucky rabbit's foot and doing the lumber dance before bed every night. Very fourth quarter 2020. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are you seeing, Justin? Yeah. Um, well, kind of along Ken's line, I think obviously that Doug Fur trade is really the standout, probably from an overall net gain and what we've seen in the market. 
However, eastern spruce, western spruce, and yellow pine have not been a slouch either by any means. I would say that the eastern trade and the western trade have been have seen bigger price gains over the last couple of weeks. Pine is on a gradual rise up, which has been great. Demand has been slightly outstripping the current supply base. Mills have been able to clear up most on the ground problems or wood or however you want to call it. Both may be the same, but and create a little bit of order file for most. Some a week, some maybe out to two to three weeks. Did feel like some momentum or kind of like the pedal was left out, left let up off the gas a little bit towards the end of last week. There was also the MLMA show in Biloxi. So you had a lot of people out for that. Um, so that might have had something to do with it. This week feels a bit more of a grind. Sales are still decent. Starting to see some price cracks in some items and also seeing some buyers resisting the kind of some of the current price levels. So we've taken, we're up roughly 12 to 15% from an overall cost perspective when we're the market bottom. And so a decent appreciation over this past few weeks. And I think that was all, I mean, it was in line regardless, like, like a buy needed to happen. And so we're seeing that buy now, whether there's enough momentum to sustain through July, obviously is yet to be seen. What I do know is July and August are historically the most efficient and the most lumbers ran in into the South through the next couple of months. So yeah, I my, my belief is that it's not going to be a one-size-shoe-fits-all market. And you're going to have mills that are going to have to address issues. And if they've got product that's not moving, you may see a discount where a mill 30 miles down the road may not have that issue and not have that product. And they're trying to get a premium. So a lot of moving parts as always, but it is a nice, refreshing time in the market and certainly good for our sawmills. And I think everybody that we've kind of, we stepped out of the doldrums a little bit and we've got some, something new to talk about, which is a better marketplace. So let's go back to a couple of things you've both mentioned. One, activity and momentum. What are you guys seeing sort of overall? What I've been, from my perspective, I've been talking with component manufacturers and some are like, yeah, we're real busy. Some are like, hey, we're cutting back on our ships. It feels still feels very regionalized to me. Does that kind of the same for you? Yeah, I think that's spot on. And I think it's almost a, when we talk about mills having issues and mm-hmm. certain things they have to address, it seems to wherever you're at, it, whatever segment or down in the processing line, it's that same feel, right? It's yeah. Some people are busy. Some people aren't as busy. Some people have really good filled inventory and some are playing it very close to the vest. So it's just this kind of broad mix throughout the entirety of the marketplace. And it's not something that we haven't seen or this has been a ongoing kind of marketplace that we've been in that's been like this and it's kept prices stagnant to down. Now we've seen a little bit of uptick, was really spurred again, where just the flat out need to buy was there, but we had those curtailment notices. We had a a lot of talk about forest fires. Both of those topics have seemed to really died down over the last week or two. And again, I don't know, I don't think there was a lot of emotional attachment to those two topics personally. I just certainly, I just, again, I believe that a buy would needed to happen because the market, most folks had been out of the market and needed to buy a little bit of wood. So that's done. Are they getting over their skis now, changing the way they're going about purchasing lumber from how they have over the past six to 12 months? 
No, I don't think that's the case. But I think, again, just demand is slightly outstripping current supply. But I also think that could change pretty darn quick as well. So I think people wanted to get inventories bolstered moving into the 4th of July weekend. Sure. 4th of July weekend is now almost upon us. Upon us yeah. And we'll see what after that holiday break brings us. But I could make a case, I guess, either way um, on what the market's going to do. And that's what a good trader does because he gives himself an out either way. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, all right. you And then you brought up another thing. And Ken, you mentioned this too, the fires and some of the other curtailments that have come up. So these things that might shake the market up a little bit. I mean, I am currently in and I am not alone, I'm sure, in an absolute horrible air quality right now. Our air quality is like over 200 microns or whatever the measurement is. I'm certainly not an air quality scientist. So uh, from my perspective, those fires have got to be roaring because it smells like a campfire outside my house as far down as northern Illinois. And I know it's bad as far south as some friends in St. Louis. I can't really imagine. I mean, what that doesn't seem to be having an effect. Do you guys have a sense for why or why not? Well, I mean, ultimately it has a serious effect when a sawmill is affected, right? When supplies affected, that hasn't really happened. Right. And so that's, I think the biggest piece of that, but I also, the last I checked that a lot of the fires had been downgraded. There was Canada and both the East and I think the central and even Western provinces got a decent amount of rain that helped. So again, it's. I think it's as simple as if the supply is affected, then you will feel that strain on the marketplace. We talked about it in the last episode too, but I really want to emphasize this is a supply-driven market. Demand equation really didn't fluctuate much from where we are today from 30 days ago where the market was much much less enthusiastic. It really is these supply factors, right? And when the fire started, there's an emotional knee-jerk reaction Right. And Justin's absolutely right. If that was on top of sawmills that had to be evacuated, those millwrights are now in the forest as volunteer firefighters or whatever the case may be, that has a big impact on the market. But this week, I haven't heard a peep about production being down from the fire. Or are they still important? Absolutely. And truthfully, as an Oregonian born and raised, this year has me terrified about forest fires. We've had some horrible ones out here. Yeah. I definitely sympathize that you're sitting in the campfire outside because we've had it and it's miserable. And we had such a long, wet winter. I've never seen the state so lush and green. I mean, it always is, but this is like over the top. Looks like Alice in Wonderland outside. Perfect. And it's all going to dry out by the end of the summer. Yeah. And so it's a, um, we, yeah, we've had really no rain since April. I mean, end of April, May and June have been darn near dry yeah we've had three days with measurable pers- measurable precipitation so we went from so atmospheric rivers to <laughs> yeah can't yeah. get a drop yeah that's so okay. and also you had asked briefly there molly about momentum yeah and just like i was talking about the weight of the trend or the derivative or whatever it is momentum is strong right now but one thing everyone should keep in mind holiday weekends always suck momentum of a market out of a market doesn't matter which holiday when it is what's going on it always slows it. And the 4th of July this year happens to come up on a Tuesday. And I know a lot of businesses I'm talking to, Monday and Tuesday, they're either out that day or if you want to come in, you can, or it's going to be a little lackadaisical. And then yeah. Friday before the weekend is also going to be crickets. Yep. Right? So now we have five consecutive days of not a lot of wood moving. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, this is the 4th of July we're talking about. Canada's going to keep producing. It's true. It's gonna, there's going to be some different 
a slightly different feel. Will the trend still be? I believe it will be. But will it be as strong? Maybe not. All right. Well, I want to give you guys both a chance to sort of say what you see heading out of the 4th of July holiday and just sort of talk about what our component manufacturers can do over the next couple of weeks before we meet again and what to watch out for. And kind of standard issue, I guess, for me, again, I think I touched on kind of my thoughts of the 4th. It can kind of go either way. My gut says that it's going to go a little quieter um, through July. And I think we may see the accelerator be let off of a bit. So that's my two cents. And now, does that, do I mean that prices are going to plummet and we're going to lose any gains that we had? No, not necessarily at all. But I do think that the ability to buy lumber as it is today for, I would say, 80% of major, majorly product, you can buy them still, right? You're going to have to pay a premium than what you would have had to two to four weeks ago. Yes. But again, the drivers of buyers and their mentality, it hasn't been a correlated thing, but an inventory management. So again, I think that uh, there's still a ton of value in the pricing that we're seeing um, in terms of recent history and even dating back to that. A lot of these prices are, these aren't bad. You shouldn't be scared of buying some wood or buying what you need today at these levels. They're great prices. And I would say the other thing I would note on, we didn't touch on is transportation does seem to be getting a little dicier right now for whatever reason. It just seems like we're, we're lead times are getting pushed out a little further. I think part of that is, at least in our market, and a lot of it's seasonal, right? Veggies, produce, a lot of more things are maybe being utilized and trailers are being utilized to, to haul those things. But we're not seeing as quick of a turnaround time from when orders are placed to when orders are shipped. So if one thing kind of hiccups or a planer goes down or something happens, like you're just that much more behind the ball. And what I'm noticing from our, not all of our customers, but some of their customers, they're waiting to the last minute to buy a product. They want it there in like two or three days. And like, we're not there right now. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. In 90% of cases, prompt with at least two weeks out. Okay. Uh, tough to get it. And again, them. depending, right? But I mean, one to two weeks for a prompt, I think is fair. So something to keep in mind, right? Don't, uh, don't run it too far to the ground yeah. before you hop on the phone and buy something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having the same headache. Transportation has <laughs> actually been pretty tough in, in okay. my markets, particularly metro areas that don't have a lot of goods to deadhead back out of the city. Right? If it's kind of a one-way haul for the trucker, it's really tough to get those booked right now. So I think it's a good point. Rail's been okay. Trucking has yeah. been difficult. All right. Any other thoughts before the end of the podcast, Ken, on what folks need to do? I know you sort of gave your update at the middle. God bless America. Yeah. If you're asking me to start talking about 4th of July barbecues the week before the 4th of July, I certainly will. I just bought the Ninja Woodfire Grill for uh, camping. Just a Fancy. little... Rinky, it's like a George Foreman on steroids. It smokes, air fries, grills, dehydrates. I've been having a blast. So everyone who's enjoying a barbecue or some time with the family and friends over the fourth, tip but, one, tip one back. And the Bud Light you're drinking dehydrates. Golly. Well, I think that perfectly wraps up our episode for today. We got our food references. <laughs> We've got our heading into the weekend. I hope everyone's safe. Everyone be careful with fireworks if that's your thing. I think for, with that wraps up our episode for today. Justin, Ken, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. 
As always, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit brief, and I look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Well, happy fourth, everybody. See you guys. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.